Oh, I like that. Are you whispering? <laughs> I do feel... <laughs> I feel a little self-conscious, it's true. <laughs> You're, it's a little bit dark. Oh, yes, of course, because... <laughs> <laughs> it's bedtime where I am. <laughs> hey, I'm in the future. You are. You're tomorrow. You're the man from tomorrow. I am. 1.21 gigawatts. <laughs> <laughs> you must be exhausted. I'm just, uh, I'm just drinking a Fijoa frenzy because oh. free, Fijoa is a is a New Zealand thing. Is it good? I'm I'm glad you're keeping it real. You've only just arrived and you're already um, literally drinking the Kool Aid. <laughs> my the Kool Aid has just been delivered to my door. Did you get a pair? I got a, <laughs> a couple of mandarins. <laughs> they, they look edible. <laughs> And I got some pancakes with bananas and blueberries and maple syrup. Wow. That came in a compostable package. Nice. I'm going to be having a lot of um, cutlery, plastic cutlery in plastic. (laughs) (laughs) We probably need to back up a little bit, don't we? Yeah. Simon's in New Zealand. To be <laughs> to to tell the truth, it is indeed I'm in New Zealand, but actually I'm in a hotel room in Auckland in New Zealand, and I'll be in this room for two weeks. Fourteen days of enforced uh, solitude. Yep. Wow. Wow. This is a podcast in which two friends have serious conversations about silly things and silly conversations about serious things. I'm Simon Ellis. And I'm Lee Miller. Welcome to Midlife In. On, yeah, okay, so on, thir- oh, hang on, Thursday morning in the UK. Uh, meaning 3.30, I got an email saying that I'd been allocated a spot in MIQ, which for avid listeners, they'll know that MIQ stands for Managed Isolation and Quarantine. And this is a, you're given a voucher, which means you're able to, it basically means you're able to enter New Zealand. You can't enter New Zealand at the moment without one of these vouchers. Uh, so that was 3.30 in the morning on Thursday. I booked a flight then. And then flew out of the UK in the morning on the Friday. So whatever that is in October. What is that? The 1st of October? Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So how many hours between getting the voucher and getting on the plane did you have? Uh, I had 27 hours. Wow. Okay. That's not long. (laughs) It's not. uh, Actually, it's not that long. I had to get a... Obviously, I had to get a PCR test. But um, so London Heathrow was quiet... But not crazy quiet. I haven't. That's the first time I've been in an airport since March 2020. So you've had a little bit of experience of airports. Yeah, um, yeah, and they have been opening up and getting busier and busier over the uh, over recent months. Um, and I was picking Bob up from Manchester Airport, and it was uh, maybe not at full capacity, but it felt like it felt like seventy five percent. You'd almost say like a quiet day. Yeah, like a uh, quiet off season. Yeah, exactly, or, or something yeah. like that. Exactly, and London Heathrow is if not the, is one of the normally big, uh, busiest airports in the world. Like, it's a massive airport. Mm, yeah. And so it was definitely quiet. Um, but more or less, 
I would say you wouldn't know there was a pandemic happening except for the quietness. Yeah. Yes, masks, uh, but pretty everyone was pretty lackadaisical about masks. It was like when I got to Singapore, so Singapore was my stopover. Singapore was like entering the twilight zone. Everything covered in plastic. Everything was, you were basically led around like a group of school children. Everyone was kind of in full hascam um, clothing. It was the most surreal. Of course, this is at the end of a 13-hour flight, so it's always a little bit surreal. Yeah. But then it was like it was like going, oh, my God, I've just left the Wild West. Like <laughs> anything was happening in London Heathrow. Yeah. And I've now entered a place which is, let's say, taking the pandemic seriously. Mm-hmm. So then you skip over from Singapore to New Zealand, which is about an eight or nine hour flight. Eight hours, I think. I can't remember. Nine hours. So we arrived late, maybe just before midnight. And, oh, it's, I don't even, I really don't know where to begin. But it's like you're an alien. It's exactly like those scenes in Not an Alien. I was thinking a different movie, the one with the girl, the, the alien on the bicycle. No, the kid on the bicycle. E.T.? Uh, E.T. It was like a little bit like the moment in E.T. when they eventually find E.T. You know, the authorities and it all, they all cover everything and not quite like that. But that was the feeling. Everyone on the plane is in a bubble, effectively. Mm-hmm. And these people are people who have been from everywhere because we've met in Singapore, effectively. So not just people from the UK, but that's the, Singapore was the exit, if you like. Yeah. We get onto this bus and get met, and it's uh, it's New Zealand military are organising the, um, I think, Navy, actually. Uh, they are the people in charge of the entire process in the facility, it's called, not the hotel. And this very, very military-style human being, um, man, who, hilarious, but also just as gruff and as plain-speaking, if you, you just, that feeling of someone talking with you, I am not going to cross this person. Yeah. Very strict, very, very strict. All the rules were... And uh, here I am, in my one bedroom. Wow. I don't know what else to tell you about it, but it's... I mean, this is a country of 27 people have died in this country. <sighs> At the moment, they have an outbreak of the Delta variant. And I think there's something like 220-something community cases. In the country. In the country. In the country. Wow. And they're still getting some new cases each day. When I say some, between 20, 30, but they're almost all, I think I can't remember, I haven't looked lately, uh, almost all connected to the ones that already exist, meaning they would expect people in those bubbles uh, to get the virus because they're someone living with someone who already has it, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, like I say, England, it's mind-boggling. I can't, I, (laughs) yeah, Wild West. Okay, so you've gone from literally one side of the planet to the other and you're experiencing you know diametrically opposed behaviors what what feels what feels better in your body what feels more um realistic or manageable or appropriate oh that is such an interesting question because i mean one thing flying flying to the other you know hemisphere is incredibly hard on your body for one thing 
mm. in, under normal circumstances. Mm-hmm. So my body is all over the place. I mean, I've had very little sleep, but but also your temperature when you need to shit gets everything. Everything's out of whack. Yeah, and it takes a long time. They say a day for every hour time difference for your body oh, settles it. Wow. So you're looking at the entire time you're in quarantine will actually be you recalibrating. Yeah, yeah. Much more like if you were sailing to a place, you wouldn't experience jet lag. So yeah. I'm, I'm getting I'm getting over jet lag when normally I'd have all that time seeing people while getting over jet lag or yeah. working while getting over jet yeah. lag. Um, so, but your question is an important one and I... This feels so over the top. Yeah. It feels so over the top because of what I've been accustomed to or what I became accustomed to in the UK. I'm not saying it is. It feels so. It's just the, the mm. difference is so extraordinary. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I, I... So I had my first panic attack today. <laughs> and I mean... <laughs> I, I'm, not, I'm laughing because you told me last night, you messaged me. So uh, yeah. I, I don't think I would... It's also, I'm laughing at your laughing, but I just like that that's, um, well, you've done that. And I had my, you know, this lovely yeah. tennis match. Uh, tell me, tell me. Well, it's, it's, it's COVID-19 related. It's lockdown related. It is. So, um, so when I say panic attack, um, I mean fully uh, lack of control over my body. Um, complete uh, borderline shutdown. I, I managed to not pass out. Uh, which was great. Um, I managed to not uh, vomit. I was really proud of myself for that. So not were you at, ho- were you at home. We at home, Lee. No, and that's where the panic attack starts. So, <laughs> so what happened was um, we we were invited very kindly by our lovely next door neighbours, not the ones we've spoken about before, but on the other side, to uh, to. <laughs> So there's a, a, a young, not a couple with two young kids, and it was. Um, I'm, I'm not going to use names because I I don't really know them well enough to to name drop them. So I'm just going to be weirdly anonymous for a second and say she had her 40th birthday, um, and uh, there was a surprise birthday party thrown for her. They are just youngsters. So uh, the 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 husband of the uh, of the couple invited us. Uh, a couple of weeks ago to this surprise birthday party and Mm. um and it was uh, it was at a farm you know so i was like okay that'll be fine it'll be kind of outside and probably in a tent and all of that sort of stuff so i was kind of chill and then we got there and it it was a house um and it was a house with every window closed um Mm. And a house with every window closed. Because the temperature's really shifted, hasn't it? Yeah, like yeah. It's cold it's, now. It's, it's cold, cold night yeah. after the temperature yeah. really... Yeah, it's cold. just to dump it just, itself it, on. Exactly. It just arrived on our doorsteps and went, hello, it's raining. Hello, I'm cold. And um, so oh, so we, we, we went in and I kept my mask on and Bob kept her mask on. And there were, I guess, maybe across the, the space, maybe uh, I didn't count because I... I almost immediately started to feel something going wrong with my body. But there was probably mm. upwards of 50 people there with <sighs> with doors closed. I mean, it's a big house, but even so, doors closed, windows closed, uh, heating on. <laughs> and um, I, it started oh, no. with, I had full body sweats. So, I mean, 
I mean, it was it was teeming down my face. Like it, the sweat was getting into my eyes, way oh, really? more than um, I wasn't just warm. This was like I was I was immediately wet to my underpants. That you know, it, it was it was the whole the whole nine yards. I was like, okay, 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 okay. So I tried to focus what was, on what was on my that breathing. term that that uh, the the anchor from the TV that film with the what was the flop particular sweats. kind of sweat? What was it? Flop flop sweats. <laughs> It was, I did, yeah, I looked like Albert Finney in Broadcast News to give the reference. <laughs> Do I mean Albert Finney? No, Albert Brooks. It'll be in the show notes Albert again. Brooks, not Albert Finney. I, then I tried to, um, I tried to, to get my breathing under control. And, and so I was maybe, maybe 20 minutes just sitting and breathing. And, and I leaned over to Bob and I went, can you tell that I'm having a panic attack? And she went, fuck yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's, yeah. It, it, it's really clear, and then and I, she would have known because she would have seen students having them, right? Yeah, she, she well, she knew because I had hold of my, have, I had hold of her hand, and I was squeezing so oh, tight. Um, oh. and then I eventually, I just, I just started to babble to the person because, bearing in mind the 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 the, the, the people whose the, the the people whose party it was hadn't arrived because it was a surprise birthday party and everybody was there soon, and we kind of, I got out, of, I I I just rushed out of the house, and of course rushed straight into them, so completely ruined the surprise. Um, <laughs> as it you know, just to compound the absolute horror of the whole thing, and I I got into the car and I <laughs> I balled myself up in the well of the car underneath <laughs> underneath the steering wheel and had a um a full a full meltdown. I've never experienced Holy. anything like it. I um my I oh. I I've travelled. I've been on aeroplanes with people i've been on airplanes with people on either side of me i've been in yeah, restaurants so it's not like you've been out of it it's, uh, not, uh, you know, uh. it's not you've been totally out of the loop no you know no. Like there's some people who haven't seen anyone basically for, this, since march 2020 this is not me i have been doing face-to-face contact teaching since september of last year mm-hmm. i've done induction this week and not a single mask to be seen yep but the difference i think for me was that i am in control of those spaces I can open up the windows. I can tell people to back away from me. So, yeah, I, I've never experienced that, Simon. It was extraordinary. At what, at what point did you did you recognise that it was a panic attack? Did you, when I seen when I seen, did you name it as such? You know, you would have think you were not feeling great, and at what point do you go, "Oh my God, I'm having a panic attack." I think it was when I had to curl up into a ball in the car. You, uh, uh, you would have, because um, you have to drive. You had to drive as well. I drove. Bob can't drive. Right? No, I drove just far enough to be able to pull into a layby and then sit. Sat, I sat for about forty-five minutes. Oh. And how are you feeling now? So this is. It's. Uh, uh, I'm confused it's, about time. It's probably about eight or nine hours since since it happened. Oh, so it was the afternoon on it was Saturday. The afternoon, yeah, it was the afternoon on Saturday. I just love. Sorry, I love that you you ruined the surprise. Um, I know. I just I've I've written a oh. very very long letter which I'm about to put through their door because I just feel. I mean, I'm I am I am so deeply full of shame, on on, oh, on many many no. levels. 
uh, that's yeah i know it's i know it's irrational i know i didn't do it on purpose but you know it's it's that that terribly british and i think terribly male thing about not trying not making a show of yourself and in an attempt to be to remove myself from a situation where i knew i was about to make a show of myself i feel i made a show of myself i uh i'm really resisting to 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 start the next thing i say with this one time um, no, I want you to start this one time because all I could think of when it was when it was just finished was I would give everything I own to swap places with Simon. I want nothing more than to be in a hotel room for fourteen days and not have to look, speak, engage, interact with another human being. So please, please go. It reminds me of this one time. Dot dot dot. Um, I was uh, I was scuba diving. Mm, my and, God! Oh. <laughs> and um, it was uh, it was uh, it was in Cyprus, in a on a wreck called the Zenobia, which, for people who know their maritime history, um, was a, a ferry that um, I guess f- <laughs> did it founder or flounder. <laughs> <laughs> No, anyway, I don't know. It, it something went wrong, and it got it stuck in the um, it stuck in the bay there. Mm-hmm. It wasn't. It didn't hit anything. But something just went wrong with the mm-hmm. boat, and then they um, no one died. They got everyone off. It was. It wasn't, and um, it just sank and tipped over on its side. It's in between eighteen and forty five. I'm going to say forty five meters of water. And if you're diving, if anyone's dived. Anything, anything above, anything below, I should say, twenty meters. You, your first certificate will only get you to like eighteen meters. So you have to have done some. It's not a beginning. It's not the kind of place you go when you're a beginner. And uh, the thing about wrecks is that the first dive is you just dive around the outside of it, and then second dive you might. You, I think the second or maybe the third dive. I can't remember. You do this like an obstacle course. Now that you remember the things on its side, so. You, when you go in, your orientation to the – it's really hard to orient yourself because everything's not quite the way it should be. And this is like – it's a little bit like – it's it's like everything's still there, right? Okay. Everything's still in the ship. It's not – it's it's – it's like it, it's incredibly preserved because, you know, I think it went down in the mid-80s. I can't remember. It'll be in the show notes. But um, And it was like a little bit like an obstacle course through the captain's quarters. And, you, and it's, it was pretty amazing sort of lowering down little shafts and then going in, and, and but mostly quite light. Light meaning there was plenty of light. Okay. And the next, uh, the next dive, you entered the, the, a deck which was um, – uh it was one of the ferry decks and so it's long so like where the cars are parked exactly long very long i can't remember how many meters but let's say a hundred meters but maybe i'm not it's it's very hard for me to remember and then quite a wide space and quite not very high but it's tipped on its side understand what i mean so going down it's very deep going up it's and then just side by side it's not that it's only you know a fairy fairy width you might say Mm. and the blackest and darkest black i've ever experienced in my life absolutely pitch black like if i held my hand by my eyes i would i couldn't see it you have good torches and 
I remember when I went and going, this is mind-boggling. Like I've used that word like four times in this. It was so, so uh, surreal. And you've got trucks that are still in their chains above you and then a freezer on its side full of bones basically by now. And so you go through, it's pretty, it's, I mean, one thing about dive, scuba diving is staying chilled is pretty important because you're hyper aware of your breath, not least because of the sound it makes through the, through the regs. You know, it's very much. And um, as we're exiting, we went in through a, basically like a window and then exited out the main deck at the at the stern of the of the ferry and this little light appeared and you get closer and closer to it and then is it um it's around about 35 meters and as I exited this incredible blue expanse of uh, ocean or sea I guess appeared and um it was the most vertiginous experience I've ever had and my heart started pounding and I had an incredibly strong desire to take the regs out of my mouth. Oh my God. And I, my body basically, I'm, I'm, it's, it fills me with dread thinking about it now. My body was basically saying, get the fuck out of here. So I, that was my first panic attack was... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not trying to like, you know, piss on your panic attack story. <laughs> but I did mine 45 meters underwater. <laughs> inside a inside a capsized ferry. Just... <laughs> you just did it at a party, you big self-sucker shit. <laughs> no, that's not what I'm saying. No, I know. But I know. Whew. What next? for you yeah like how now that it's there it's just something i haven't experienced so what i did was i said i wanted to go to a supermarket i wanted to go to a place where i knew it was a saturday afternoon where there would be lots of people not wearing masks behaving in a way that would get me anxious but also allow me to go but i can walk out of this whenever i want to just so i could Mm. sort of see if this was is this my new normal? Am I now? Did you do incapable? that? And you did that yesterday. As I, I did, well, it was all today. I know it's yesterday to you. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> yes, I did it yesterday from where you are, but I did it today from where I am. Oh, future boy, you're making my life so complicated. <laughs> Show I title. <laughs> I did it immediately. Immediately that we got back after I'd sat, drove to the yeah, I drove to the supermarket, got out, and walked around the supermarket. And oh, and, good on you! <sighs> and so, how was it in the supermarket? Fine. It was absolutely fine because it was manageable. And um, the I realize I, I, I'm st- I'm coming to realize that the the anxiety was exacerbated by social awkwardness yeah so that's a that's a thing for you in general is that right yeah do you think yeah it is i um so you know some people just like oh in fact my 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 dad loves to go and meet new people it's his favorite thing in the world he just loves it he's he he likes to he's that classic extrovert he's he's energized by those sorts of moments yeah yeah and i i think 
I think I'm probably an extroverted introvert where I can manage it. You're quite good. I always think of you as quite gregarious. It's, and, and, it's learned. But do you think that's your cope? That's your yeah. sort of mechanism for coping with that situation? It, it's learned and it's it's performed. And I can do that in a in a, a professional context. I can do that at work. I can do that with I can do it in conferences. I can do all of those sorts of things because uh, it's my job. But I've never learned how to do it in pubs. I've never learned how to do it in parties. I've never learned how to be that that version of me in a social setting. And today, it was just like, wow. Yeah, that was that was really with the volume turned way up on that sort of stuff. Why do we do this in front of people again? Just remind me. <laughs> why do we? We don't why have do... to, you know. We can stop any time. No, I don't want to. I think it's. Um, I've had lots of people texting me about last week's conversation, and the. Oh the, really? Yeah, and the um, and I haven't been sharing them with you because they're all pretty much saying the same thing. One is like, is Simon okay? And the other is like, that there was just so generous of him to make that space for us. Mm. I don't know the I don't know the answer to your question though about the, the why. I, you know, we don't this we can exclude this from the conversation, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but I don't know. It's it, the, the public private thing. I find um, I have a I have a slight a certain amount of host, hostility. No, a certain amount of am, ambivalence mm. about this private public thing. You know, last week was very private in a way, and I. Um, yeah, and so I was quite anxious about that for sure. Mm. And, and yet I also think I think that there's something about um, – well, f- firstly, talking to you for sure, but the, <laughs> but we don't have to record those. Um, but then there's something also about uh, all the things we don't talk about as human beings, all yeah. the things that don't um, – because it seems to me that you're not talking about – you haven't talked about a unique experience here. No. Um you know, not 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 for a second. Yes, for you, mm. but um, these things happen, and we all have those things of, of which or by which we are ashamed of, or mm. of, yeah, of which and and um, yeah, to not talk about those. And I think particularly for men, yeah, curiously, yeah, it's, it's also because I don't think. I mean, I don't think I'm necessarily that good at it either. But I also like trying. or like trying to get better at it. Um, what do you mean, not good at it? Not good at what? These are not. I don't necessarily find them easy things to discuss. Ah, you know, ah, there's a certain amount of vulnerability, um, yeah. and so I, 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 I'm not doing this for me. Mm. But I also like that I'm. I, I feel enriched by the effort, the attempt to articulate these things. 